Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network, a station dedicated to the concept that all manifestations of the divine are equally valid. Join Reverend Terry Power HP, Robin McKean, and all the hosts for programming covering a wide range of spiritual topics, right here on Blog Talk Radio. about life without judgment. We take a look at society, we examine it, and we allow for the possibility of something new, something different. And now, here's your host, Alan Ritter. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. This is a Sunday night episode of An Emerging Forest, and my guests tonight want to usher in 11-11, and my guests tonight are Dina and Daniel. Welcome. Hi, Ellen. Thank you for having us. Hi, this is Daniel. Thank you for having us. Great. So would you give our so everyone who's listening is welcome to call in and be on the show and uh discuss uh what we're discussing tonight and the number to call in is 646-564-9714. So would the two of you uh, give me a, uh, a sort of a summary of what we're going to talk about tonight uh, so that our listeners have like a, a feel for uh, a little bit more of a feel for what the show is about? Hi, Ellen. Sure. This is Dina. I'll, um, I'll start and I'll have Danielle chime in. Um, so today is a, a special show because in a couple of hours uh, we are stepping into what's called 1111 uh, portal. We're actually already in it. It's just officially kind of starts at midnight. Um, and why it's a special day? Because um, for those who are on the spiritual path or who've uh, been kind of on the path of awakening, um, one uh, is a number that... Um, it's a binary number, and um, when it comes in pairs, uh, special 11 and then 11-11, it's just kind of um, a way of the universe. The universe is compromised of energy, frequency, and vibrations. So when it comes to 1-1, one, one, 
just the number itself um, is a, a point in time of specific astrological um, alignment and uh, a moment for our personal transformation um, to raise consciousness and um, propel us towards a shift um, that we're and it's not just 1111 lately, you know, numbers been kind of playing tricks um, in many who are there probably seen a lot of four fours and five fives. Um, but spe- specifically 1111 is where many of us started. Um, and just in terms of um, us, we are husband and wife with um, twin flames and we're in divine union. And one one also represents this um, divine masculine energy and divine feminine energy kind of coming together, um, giving and receiving. So, um, so for, for us, this specific time and in, in space and time is, is special as well. And I'll have Daniel add any, anything more that we want to talk about tonight. <clears throat> So I, th- I think also another thing that we really want to talk about tonight is, you know, what is quantum and how does it how does it relate to our everyday life? And it's, it's important to recognize that as we're moving towards, you know, 11-11 and moving towards higher frequency, that what we're really doing is we're really shifting states. And we're moving from what's been taught to us for the last 100 years, which is a psychological model, into an ontological model of being. And uh, I guess we can get a little bit more into that later, but, um, you know, for, for all of our spiritual listeners, ontology, as many of you know, is, is the study of being. And that's just to give you a little taste. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, Dina, you also have planned uh, sort of a facilitating uh, meditation that we're going to end the program with. Yeah, um, I actually just this Friday um, held a cacao ceremony and um, a workshop with dance and meditation, breath work. So Daniel and I like to talk about things, but we also very much um, into experience because our conscious mind is trying to logically think of ideas. But when we actually, you know, close our eyes, uh, relax, start breathing, we're really able to connect to more higher frequencies, higher dimensional frequencies. So I, I'd like to offer a meditation uh, for us to really go into the experience of what we're talking about. Great. That's a, that's a really good uh, intro to the show and what's going to be happening between now and uh, 10 or so. So I would now like each one of you to talk about how you, I mean, there's, there's a, there's a point where our feet are sort of uh, walking what we would, what we would call uh, a normal life. And then you sort of say, you sort of can look back and say, Oh, um, that, that was kind of off the beaten track. And you sort of have a, a, a sort of a story or a or a feeling or a, or an impact moment. So, how did you get from or did you get from um, 
sort of the corporate into the uh, the mystical uh, in some fashion, each one of you? <clears throat> I think I think I'll take the lead here on this one. <clears throat> I uh, I was fortunate that uh, from being a young child, I always had extra sensory perception, and not that I always not that not that I saw things or not that I um, I saw things that other people didn't see, but I always had an extra layer of perception and the ability to to sense things and and sense sense energies and sense. Uh, sense, you know, the, the emotional state or the empathic state that people were in at a given time. So as a young child, I used to, I used to freak out the adults because I would know how they were feeling, even if they weren't aware of how they were feeling. But over a period of time, you know, we, the world kind of uh, hammers us and, um, you know, we, we forget those things. And by the time I was about 10 years old and had my own trauma, traumatic events, um, you know, parents divorcing and relocating. I kind of learned to unlearn those things, and uh, found myself, you know, obviously, um, or in sales and marketing and uh, the corporate. Then, building building marketing companies, building energy companies, and ending up in the corporate world and spending a, a solid you know, twenty years, eighteen twenty years in the corporate world, but kind of keeping my eyes open to all of the resonant patterns and the intelligent design and all of the things around me and slowly started to unwind all of those, uh, those experiences and and find those patterns in, uh, in the world and find the patterns in, in everything around me, which kind of created this, uh, this almost disharmony that uh, made me keep looking. And as I continued that path, I I had more and more transcendental experience, transcendent experiences, um, including, um, including several ayahuasca ceremonies that took me very deep, um, which op- which opened my mind back up to all the experiences I had as a child and pulled me more and more out of the corporate world and out of uh, you know C type or CEO type uh, environments and more and more into my heart space, which allowed me to experience um, reality in a much more full way rather than in a linear way. So kind of going deep and far with, without going you know with, with kind of uh, giving you some a little bit of my background being coming from a child who experienced um, a lot, kind of sh- shutting it down and sheltering it in the corporate world and then having to slowly unlearn everything I learned in the corporate world in order to kind of take that next step into both, you know, my own evolution and the ability to share myself and my experiences with other people. And I'll, I'll pass it up to Deanna. <laughs> Nathaniel, um, so for me, the experience, I would say my awakening started um, when I was about 20 years old. Um, at the time, my uh, family was living in Israel. Um, I came here to visit my grandparents, and I stayed here for a bit, and it was kind of a long break and separation. And when I was 20, already here in college, I returned back to Israel. And my mom, during that time, um, uh, who's a Scorpio, Scorpio was just um, this past week, who's Scorpios out there, very um, emotionally charged, but also very deep. Um, she has been taken, and she found um, a Kabbalah woman who was also Reiki master. So when I was 20 years old, she took my sister and I to to visit this uh, Reiki master, and little did I know that I received my first initiation to Reiki. Um, 
And uh, just remember after the experience opening my eyes and it was like, whoa, <laughs> what was that? Uh, it was, uh, my, my hands were tingling. I definitely was, you know, feeling different in my body and energetically. And all of a sudden for the first time aware of the concept of energy. Um, and after that experience, I came back to the United States. I was still in college here um, and was started seeking and I quickly found another Reiki master and got kind of on the path of Reiki first. And that was my beginning. Um, and in, in my 20s, I would say I was mostly just experimenting with Reiki and energy. Um, I became a Reiki master, but I wasn't really seeking more than that. I just kind of stayed in in, in that realm for a while. And then there was that moment in time um, in my late 20s where a relationship didn't work out. There's always that moment where something changes in in your life that all of a sudden pushes you forward. And for me, that was around 2008, 2009, which is interesting because a lot of um, the light workers all been kind of really fully awakening around that time. Um, and then 2012 is another kind of point. Um, and so for me, during that time, I went to my first Burning Man um, and had a transformational, and Burning Man is a festival in Nevada, for those who don't know, actually, Daniel and I, met um, at uh, Burning Man 2015, actually coming out of Burning Man, and we got married at Burning Man 2016, but I'm already kind of moving forward. But, uh, but Burning Man was a, a big uh, catalyst in, in understanding that there are other people who understand energy, who are interested in other things that are normal, who are interested in travel, in really knowing themselves and understanding themselves, also loving themselves and really explore an economy where you gift things instead of, you know, paying money for it. It just really blew my mind in, in such a way that it was really hard for me to, the time I lived in Boston, to come back to that reality. But universe, you know, is amazing. It works with you. As you start changing everything around you starts morphing and guiding you to the new path. And that's what happened to me after that Burning Man. I came back, I had um, my corporate job and um, blessing in disguise. I got laid off from the job that I had at the time for three years. And I got literally handed uh, a severance package for three months and to do whatever I want. And at Burning Man, I was talking to, to people who, you know, from Australia, from around the world, about traveling around the world, about really seeing what's out there. And it's always a dream, um, but we're always so used to our nine to fives. There's never enough time or there's never enough money. Um, and the universe presented the opportunity for me. And, and I, so I, I went and I started traveling. I went to Southeast Asia, uh, experienced things. And, and when I went, came back from that, those journeys to Boston, um, I quickly realized I need to make a shift. I need to move cities. So that's how I came to New York. And, uh, and, and that was in 2010. And then what was fascinating, you know, during those years, I told myself, well, you know, if I did this once, even though I, I'm going to go back to corporate world, you know, I'm a project manager, working and consultant, I don't have to be always doing what 
the, the society tells you to, which is you always have to work, you have your two weeks of vacation, and, and that's it. Um, I could create my own life. So I told myself, okay, I'm going to work for a bit for a year, and then I'm going to go on another journey of five, six months <laughs> and explore again and, and expand. So I did it actually about three times, um, and, and that's how I came to 2012, which was a very amazing transformational year for me. I was um, at the time already in, in New York, part of different spiritual communities. I was dancing, five rhythms, ecstatic dance, and, and that's kind of where I also started going to a training program, which... Um, gave me some foundation in shamanism and ecstatic dance. Um, and then plant medicine was also something that was coming into my life. And so I ended up in South Colombia and Peru also doing ceremonies, also expanding my consciousness using plant medicine. And, and so as you start this quest, um, the right teachers, the right opportunities uh, keep on coming to you. Um, and it's never in the journey. I would say, you know, Daniel and I had our hurdles in our past relationships. Both of us, um, when we met in 2015, we've experienced a lot of, you know, difficult, challenging moments with our partners. Um, at the time, I already had a, a two-year-old son. He had two kids. And but both of us were in the place where we were seeking the answers to ourselves, to our truth, and, and also opening a heart to something bigger and greater and a partnership where you not just dependent on each other, but you're really open and free to explore each other, but also what's greater to explore the universe. And, 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 and so since we've met, it's been, a, it's been a beautiful journey. And we always say the last four years of our relationship have been like eons of the amount of learning we have done. And uh, so that's where we are. Great. So you guys kind of know better how you want to, what you want to talk to next. So um, why don't you introduce that? And we have about uh, 10 minutes before the break. So do you well, want to introduce the, 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 the portal, the shifting? Uh, I know Daniel was interested in talking about uh, the quantum part of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it would be great to talk about the quantum part of it because it, it, it's related to the topic of integration, um, which I can cover later. Daniel, if you want to go ahead and talk a little more about the physics of it. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel is very good with concepts. I'm more of a mystic, but he's really good at explaining the, the scientific aspect of it. So well, that's I'm why more the feminine and the masculine. Yes, <laughs> he's an alchemist. Go ahead, Daniel. So I think I'll take a step back and I'll kind of uh, kind of chime into what you were saying before. And I think a lot of our listeners and um, anyone on the spiritual path will have experienced um, the concept of time compression. And, you know, what time compression really is is when – you know, as you, as you were saying, Deanna, you know, the last four or five years have, have really felt like eons and in the best possible way, um, the best possible way ever. And 
when uh, when as you as you're integrating or as you're becoming more whole and you're moving more towards these ontological states that I was mentioning before, and you're learning to be and be in the world um, as a way of being, not just as uh, as a as a mental construct. You find that uh, the, the experiences that you have become much dip, deeper and much richer um, in your, as you move through this, this, this quantum sea of being. And you'll find that uh, you know, a day, an experience that may have been several hours may have felt like something that, uh, that could have been days previously before or, or, or weeks will start feeling like months. And it's not just because we're bored. It's just because the, the richness of the experience is, uh, is, is compressing versus our previous experiences. And then I'll, I'll pass that back to you, Deanna, if you want to make any comments on that. Um, absolutely. And I, I think um, the idea within, you know, the, the, we only say Earth, Earth is a school. Um, and so the amount of learning that we do, and sometimes lately one day feels uh, like a year. Um, and as we're learning, the idea is to really apply um, the deeper understanding to our lives. So um, I, I feel especially this month of November, the, for me it has been a month of what I call service. So um you know, I, I went with um, my son Alexander last uh, weekend, Alan with Olga, to plant some chestnut trees. And uh, mm-hmm. that was an amazing ex- experience of, you know, doing it with my son together. We gave them, you know, the tree's name, kind of just really being in the soil with Mother Earth and really, you know, f- feeling that connection to nature, which I feel we, we um, really separated from the totality, you know, from nature. We live in the, you know, the, <laughs> the cities. Um, our kids don't see as much of the park. Um, so just being out there with the chestnut trees was such a really beautiful experience. Um, but it just in general, like, you know, doing service um, just out of your heart because um, and it, it can be chestnut trees. It can be, you know, helping someone cross the street. It can be just donating things for Thanksgiving. There's so many opportunities around yourself. And, um, you know, teaching a class or doing a webinar, there's constantly things that come up of how we can, um, you know, help others to um, see beyond themselves. Um, so, so really, that I think how we apply time um, is, is also an important concept and it's been really coming strong f- for me for us um, this month. Yeah. It's really interesting when you, um, when you're with someone or you're encountering something and you see um, one concept in a new way and you start um, internally and externally uh, applying that new perspective to everything, time begins to, uh, I mean, your the, the experience becomes so rich because literally you're remaking your entire perspective 
And I think that's one of the experiences that I've had where uh, time uh, where you look at the day and you're like, oh, today was like a month because mm-hmm. every everything you're looking at the day and you're like, but wait a minute. I'm not the same person that I was an hour ago, and I'm certainly not the same person I was six hours ago. And that's when you look and you basically say, oh, this I can't even remember the beginning of the day <laughs> because you don't remember who you were back then. Well, I think you just nailed it right there. Um, the, it, more so than just the perception of the day itself, as you start living the day, as you start living um, as as you start living the, the perceived perception or the changes as a way of being, you can't go back to any other way. So it literally is it literally is a new day. You know, in, in psychological models, reality begins in the mind. It's related to mental emotional states of a person. Whereas in ontolo- ontological models, um, the concepts directly relate to being, to learning to be a certain way versus trying to be a certain way. We go back to psychology. We're trying to be a certain way. In ontology, we just we just learn to be that way, and we don't even remember what it was like to not be that way. So you, you walk into a room after after you've kind of you've kind of gone through your own spiritual crisis and breakthrough breakdowns to have breakthroughs, as we call them, um, and, and you mm-hmm. and you've you've moved into this new way of being. You literally can't be any other way. So you start. What happens is is the more of the you find that the people that are meant here are headed in the same trajectory as you. And we make this joke with our own peer group. We're all, we're all headed, we're all, we're all headed on what we call like an ascension spiral. And we're, we're all five minutes ahead of each other or five minutes behind each other. And that's good to know because if somebody gets ahead of us, they'll just pull us forward with it, with a piece of knowledge, a piece of framework to kind of keep us on course. But when you first have your, your breakdowns and your breakthroughs, you find that either, your old life fits or it doesn't fit anymore. And if it doesn't fit anymore, it becomes really apparent really quickly that, um, that things aren't working and then you're just aware of the things that you were never aware of before because you're, you're literally living it. And I kind of went a little deep and far there. You feel free to redirect me. Yeah. You're, you're at a job and uh, when you enter the building, your blood pressure goes nuts and you start hallucinating. Yeah, that job's not for you anymore. <laughs> well, I think even more than that, you know, we're, we're, we're all interconnected. You walk into that building um, on one day and, and you, you go to your office, you sit in your cubicle, and the more and more you open, the more and more you open up to the possibility of energies and that energies are real, it, it becomes an experiential experience um, of evolution where we're, at, we're experiencing in real time where and we're learning that it's it's different than what we expected, and um, and we get to we get to experience it. But that also means that the person having a crabby day in the cubicle next to you, um, you might actually be feeling or experiencing what they're experiencing, and that can be a little uncomfortable for people that um, that are just kind of uh, experimenting or experiencing emotional intelligence for uh, for the first time. We we live in a world in a society that prizes IQ over EQ. And even though EQ has really been uh, more in the feminine domain, it's, it's, it, as, as more and more men are waking up, we're kind of realizing that these emotions are, are really our future and more than just our intelligence. The, really, the capacity to, to be empathetic or to, towards other people to actually experience and understand what other people are feeling 
It allows you to be a lot more compassionate towards those people without taking on their own baggage. And this is why a lot of people who do energy work, um, they get uh, they get tired, they get sick, they get depleted because they take on a lot of these energies and and don't really learn how to integrate or how to how to let how to release them. Yeah, I just look at and, everybody else as being uh, on their own journey, and they're they're not me, and uh, they're having their own experience, and whatever they're carrying is stuff that I don't really need. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Right. And, you know, that's that, that's where we all start. And I, I guess the best way to, to close out what I was saying would be this. You know, when you work, walk into that, that office that first day and you start becoming aware of the way everyone else is feeling and it starts to affect you, over a period of time as you, as you work in this quantum sea of ontology in an experiential way, you learn very, very quickly that laughing is contagious. And that being said, when you, when you move into a certain way of being, other people tend to follow as long as you can hold that charge or you can hold that way of being. So over a period of time, that same office, which, was, um, which could be frustrating or could, could, you know, people could be going through their own processes, you start to entrain them and entangle them into your own processes and give them the, a new pathway to grow from. Mm, interesting. So on that note, uh, let's take a break. Hey, everyone, this is Alan Ritter on An Emerging Forest. I'm talking to Dina and Daniel about the 11.11 uh, shift and integration uh, point that we are at right now. Uh, if you want to join us after the break, please call in at 646-564-9714. And to take us into the break, here's Dave the Bard, Hal and Toe.
in to International Pagan Radio, you can hear your favorite artists such as Dave the Bard, Tawatha Dea, Spiral Rhythm, S.J. Tucker, Murphy's Midnight Rounders, and many, many more. Join us for exciting shows like Ask a Witch and Storytime with Rook as well. www.internationalpaganradio.com on the net or on TuneIn Radio on your mobile devices. Join us on Facebook and Twitter too. International Pagan Radio, all pagan, all the time. Welcome back to an emerging forest on the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. We hope everyone was able to stretch their legs and get a drink. And now, back to Alan. Welcome back, everyone. And my guests guests tonight are Dina and Daniel. Uh, Would you guys uh, both give your contact information? Or if it's the same, uh, one of you give your contact information? Sure. We we can find us on Facebook. um, Go by Dina Divine and Daniel Michael. We also have a page called Love Ripple. Um, On Instagram, it's uh, Love Ripple Academy. Um, the way we share our information and can always contact us. Awesome. Thank you. Hi, everyone. If you're listening and you want to be on the show to talk to our guests, uh, my our, my guests, uh, please call at 646-564-9714. So uh, you guys want to talk about some uh, tools for uh, changing your perspective or working on yourself. Uh, please go ahead. Sure. So, um, since uh, 1111 is all about integration, uh, what I want to talk about is kind of the, the what, what, what the other aspect of it, which is the separation. So, a lot of us. Essentially, what we in the process right now is healing the separation, um, because when you walk into integration, when we talk a little more, that's a unified field that has um, very a divine flow where things manifest and start creating. But when we in the place of separation, um, this is when um, we feel in parts of us uh, not really. Um, you know, part of the whole. So this is where we have denials, numbness, fear, polarization. So we see that a lot right now in, like, in politics, right? So um, a lot of Trump supporters versus Democratic supporters, and then you see, you know, families that are fighting over specific things um, or, you know, not wanting to hear something. And so this um, fear or polarization is essentially when, and right now we're seeing it actually exponentially grow wider and wider because what's polarization is plus and minus. We are in, um, in duality. So when 
one group starts strongly feeling uh, and very charged about a specific thing, the feelings, you know, amplify that. And the other group, it, start, it creates tension with it. So, um, so really, but I, I want to kind of go back to the fear. Um, fear it, itself is really... It's, you know, it's not, it's, a, it's an imagination, it's illusionary. Fear itself is not real. Danger is real, but not fear. Fear are the constructs we create in our mind that, you know, we have these beliefs, these conditionings from our childhood that if you, you know, if you do, you know, this, the, such thing will happen to you. And we hear a lot of no from our moms. And so we create these constructs of how we're supposed to be. And fear also in itself, um, it, it goes back to our primordial days where, you know, we used to be in the caves and, um, and it was a survival. Um, so you knew that there are tigers when you're in the cave, the tigers roaming around somewhere and it, you had to go down a specific path every day to get some berries. So you would go every day to the right of this path and get berries. But one day you come down the path and, and the berries are dried out and you have to go now to a different path. And so within this primordial brain, you you having issues because the sameness that you were used to creates now fear within you and anxiety because there's a tiger roaming around there. It might eat you. So this is how most of us out there operate the, the 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 primordial brain, the ego, the low brain, you know, the kind of the amygdala, the, it catches you, um, and and it does not allow you to expand. But if you just relax and you you know either you meditate or you know t- take a nice bath and you start changing your perspectives on your mind, you calm your body because it's not just you know, physical body itself, that's just one temple, one shell, but really how we feel in our body has all to do with our thoughts. And the thoughts are actually an emotion, uh, energy and motion. They're the ones who create the, the tensions in our lives. So, so when we talk about tools towards integration, so I invite you to create more practices within your life where you can shift your perspective. So, you know, recently I started mornings with my son and we're doing tapping. I don't know if you've ever heard of what tapping is, but EFT is an emotional release when you uh, tap on specific meridian points on your body. And we just tap and we uh, say these positive affirmations because when you say positive affirmations, you start changing your mind, changing these constructs, um, and, and, and the best to do it from a place of neutrality. So this is where you need to breathe. Um, if you're kind of chaotic in the morning and all over the place, it's not really going to work. So really in the, and then you can talk about the quantum, in the quantum realm of information, being in your center, being in peace and centered, and then creating positive affirmations of how you want your day to be. So I so with my son, we, we, we say, you know, I'm going to have a great day in school. I'm uh, going to, um, you know, have these amazing classes. I'm great. I'm amazing. I love myself. <laughs> uh, those 
affirmations are so powerful because we often so jaded by our daily life and you know it's important to ask ourselves am i loving myself unconditionally in this moment uh what parts of myself um i'm not loving right now you know what 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 you know positive affirmation can i fuse into those places that um perhaps need a bit more more love it's really about love we create in love ripples <laughs> so So I'll, I'll agree with that. Creating, ritual, creating ceremonies and rituals, they strengthen our thoughts and our energy emotion, or emotion, as Dana was saying. So when we talk about the most important tool you can really have, really, what, what, is pract- what does practice mean? You know, it, anything we do in a, a repetitive manner to get, you know, to get uh, a quantifiable result. But any type of practice, any type of practice, whether it's meditation, whether it's running, whether it's yoga, whether it's tapping, it promotes presence. And presence keeps you in the present moment. And, you know, one of the most the core principles that we teach is that being present is the safest place you can always be. You come to your center, and we, we literally mean you come to your centers. Or you think of, of, of the human, I guess, our energetic systems for, for our, I guess, for our physics um, geeks out there really kind of look like a toroidal field. It looks like a, a giant donut. And the energy just keeps looping back in on itself almost to the point where I guess you, you could say that we're, we're kind of a micro singularity. So really, if you look at that, and you look at this as a holographic universe, and you realize that the safest place to be is at your center, the center of your experience and the center of, uh, of your being, then you're projecting outwards and, and, uh, and bringing others into your experience rather than becoming part of somebody else's experience. So, and it's all of the, uh, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, the, all I wanted to add is at the end of the day, everything is a conscious choice. So we, we have the ability and, uh, with our consciousness to change our experience. So, you know, everything around us, our reality morphs and changes depending on the choices that we, that we make. So, um, so you know, the if, if if the bit back to the promotions of presence, if we all was present to to that moment um, and aware, hyper aware of everything happening around us, the the energy sh- shifts. So you know, whether it's a you know every day in the morning, I like I take a ferry to get to New York, and. Uh, and it's a beautiful ritual for me because I get to see New York City from ferry, you know, being on the water. And, 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 I, and that's my moment where I do my meditation as well um, to create that, create that coherence uh, before busy day at work, all these meetings and all of that. And also, you know, to work within myself. Um, and then also... I, I work on the city. Uh, I send it love. And, and just because it's surrounded by water, um, water has a beautiful way and capacity of spreading energy. So we, I think we, we can be in constant flow of being aware of ourselves, our states and how we can shift ourselves, but also 
you know, we have that influence and impact and conscious choice of how the environments around us. Uh, so um, whether it's the city, the workplace, um, the conversation you can have with someone, it's uh, back to the concept I was talking about. It's, it's all about service. It's service to self as well as service to others. Both are important to integration. Mm-hmm. But I want to give you some really easy tools before we move into our meditation and kind of dial it back in a little bit. So the quickest, easiest way that I work with clients, and um, it's much easier to do this over a video chat, but if you'll find that anytime that your mind quiets down, you're closer to being present. So that's an experiential practice, and it's easy to quantify that. You'll find that even right now, if you start wiggling your toes, and I encourage you to do that, you'll find that your thoughts start to kind of, kind of lull down a little bit. And one of the one of the quicker, easier practices that I've incorporated myself and incorporated a lot of my other clients and, and even with my friends in peer group is I am declarations. You'll find that if you if you recognize that, you know, there's a, there's somewhat of a separation between ourselves, our consciousness and our physical body, that if you if you simply grab your bicep as an example. And you push in it slightly, not enough, not enough to cause pain, but enough to trigger your nervous system. And while you're doing that, you rub your bicep and you declare, I am here. And you do that about three times. I am here. I am here. You'll find that it brings you pretty much to that zero point or to that uh, place of presence. So I encourage, I encourage people to practice uh, in ways, in experiential ways that, because if you can't experience it, then it's not real. Until you experience it, until you're able to replicate it, until you're able to work it into your own framework, it's just an idea. It's just a concept. Once you're, once you're integrated and once you're able to, to work with it, then it becomes experiential and it becomes an ontological way of being that you can follow that pathway back to anytime you want to and forward. Just one more concept okay. that I wanted to add, um, if we have time, uh, before we, we jump in. Okay. Yeah. As, when we talk about quantum integration, um, you know, everything around us is becoming much more multidimensional. And what I mean by multidimensional is that hyper-awareness that we talked about. But also, you know, Daniel Nine. I know some of the listeners maybe have been more and more kind of connected so to their galactic roots or memories um, you know people some remember they're from Pleiades, Sirius, whatever that might be so this idea of the fact that we're much more than this physical body our soul is technology it came from somewhere it, it's eternal and it has these memories and all we are is real we already whole um, so all we are is just re-remembering who we are and so not to think that, oh, I need to fix this, I need to heal this, because we're constantly in this healing mode, and we don't know when to stop. And if you come to it from a place of, oh, I'm already perfect, <laughs> I'm, I'm just going through my motions to re-remember these aspects of myself. And some of these aspects, you know, they're so galactic, they across the universe i mean uh so as we're doing the work and when i say work sometimes with like capital w we we also helping evolve these other aspects of ourselves as well um that might be 
in the you know different realms, different dimensions. So um, this um, integration, you know, it's, it's as it's happening on mental, emotional, physical, but very much spiritual level, is um, it's much vaster <laughs> um, that sometimes our small minds can comprehend. So as um, we go into the meditation, I invite everyone to recognize the divinity within um, and, and, and the beauty within and, and the vastness and the power that we all have um, because and the fact that we already hold, <laughs> that there's really nothing to fix. Okay. Um, that's great. Before we go into the meditation, because uh, I don't want to say too much after the meditation, Mm-hmm. Would you please give your contact information again? Sure. So this is uh, Dina Divine, and you can find me on Facebook, Dina Divine, and Daniel Michael. You can find us on Facebook under our page, also Love Ripple, Love Ripple Academy, uh, loveripple.org, or on Instagram as Love Ripple Academy. Um, so, um, that, that's the best way to contact us. You can always leave us a message uh, if you have any questions about this or interested to learn more um, as we always have workshops and, and ceremonies. Okay. Um, I'd like to give my uh, sign off at this point. Uh, we're going to have a meditation, but I'm just going to um, say bye-bye after the meditation. Uh, my name is Alan Ritter. I'm a host of An Emerging Forest every Sunday night at 9 p.m. on Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Um, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you for listening to this program whenever you listen to it. Uh, have a great week, and I'll be back on 1117 uh, with another guest. So... Uh, enjoy the meditation. Have a great week. Um, have, a, have a great experience. Thank you and good night. Go ahead. Thank you, Alan. Take this time to relax and get comfortable, whether you sit in or laying down, allow your body to relax. This time, I want you to relax your shoulders and take a deep breath, deep breath. Relax your muscles, allowing your body to melt into the chair you're sitting on and the bed. So inhale and exhale with your mouth open. Inhale and exhale out. Release the tension. Release what's not serving you at this time. Release all negativity. Now I'd like you to put your hand on your heart. 
and take a deep breath into the heart center, to the flower of love. To feel the connection with your hands. I'd like you to think of a happy and a joyful memory. Perhaps it's something just that happened in the last 24 hours, just made you smile, or it's a really lovely memory from your childhood. Something bright. I always remember myself as a little girl running and giggling through the grassy fields. To find your memory, and as you see it in your mind's eye, I'd like you to feel into that memory, into that joy. So you have a giggle, that smile on your face as you did at that moment. And now feel how this joy is filling your heart. See it in a golden color. Feeling your heart center with this golden light. The sacred space of the heart where your divine spark is, is filling up with this golden light. Now I'd like to take a deep breath again and now hold, hold that in your heart. Igniting the spark in your heart. Make it even larger into a flame. Take another deep breath and see this golden light in your heart expanding like a balloon beyond your heart and the light goes into every cell of your body. To send this beautiful golden light into every cell of your body. And see how each cell of your body is filling up with this golden light. Now take another deep breath. And expand this golden balloon in your heart even further beyond your physical body around yourself. To see yourself engulfed in this golden light like, like an egg around your body. And now as you are completely aligned in this golden light, I'd like you to take another deep breath. And as you take the deep breath, imagine this golden ball of light starting to move from your heart down towards your feet, through your, the solar plexus, through the belly, through the root chakra, and then through the legs. Visualize like roots are coming out from your feet. And these roots go into the brown color soil of Mother Earth. Brown helps us to ground, to down through that core of the through those roots to the core of the Mother Earth, sending this golden light, this ball, all the way to the iron core of our planet. Now feel that connection with the core of Mother Earth, feeling her love and support, feeling them, how you anchoring 
and pull in this love and support and nourishment you have in this connection. Another inhale, I would like you to bring this golden ball now that's connected with Mother Earth back through your legs, through those roots, through the belly, and back into your heart. Just see how the golden sun is burning even further. If now you're grounded and supported by the Mother Earth and in connection with yourself, we're going to open the doorways to the 1111 gateway to the, the portal. What I'd like you to do is to bring your attention to the third eye. The third eye is that middle point inside your brain between your eyebrows. This is where your pineal gland is. It's a tiny little gland right there. Now, I want you to imagine a royal blue dot right at that place. So center your consciousness. Center yourself right in that royal blue, the pineal gland. And imagine it like a circle right on your forehead. And as you feel in and see in this blue light, I want you to visualize a silver infinity symbol right above your head at the crown chakra. And as you see in the infinity symbol in silver color, I'd like you to feel this merge between these two spaces between the third eye and blue color and the silver and the crown chakra. And this what helps us for the pineal gland is our transmitter to connect to our father sky. So I'd like you to bring your attention further above your head to the starry sky, three feet above your head. See beautiful galaxies spinning around. And at the core, at the center of this galaxy, you see in a black hole. This is the zero point field, the zero point field of the portal. So use your intention to connect all the way up there your highest self and all the way up to the source and energy to the 12 dimensional chakra bring your intention all the way to this space of darkness of void of infinite and limitless possibilities here you connect to the origin of your soul and your soul template Breathe into this timeless space and just merge with it and float and receive whatever messages or information would just be.
imagine a stream of golden white light, crystallized light coming from this place of your higher self, from the source energy, through the silver infinity in your crown chakra, flowing through your pineal gland, the royal blue dot, and you showered with this beautiful white crystalline light all the way to your heart, all the way around you. Here you go. This alchemical diamond light now is spinning in motion and filling your heart with this beautiful energy. Integrating, toning, cleaning any polarized energy. Your soul signature is flowing through you. Now imagine this infinity symbol, the figure eight, running horizontally between left and right, between feminine and masculine, running through every chakra of your body. Spiral around, accelerating around your aura. We are pulling the higher dimensional frequencies of abundance, joy, health, manifestation of new reality into your current blueprint. Feel it upgrading you from carbon-based molecules to the plasmatic structures, allowing the technology of the soul to come in and do the work for you. Allow the heart, the fourth dimensional chakra, to receive the divine light of the Trinity the blue masculine, the pink feminine, and the golden source energy to feed and replenish, finding that perfect balance at this point of stillness. Allow the biocircuitry and neural network to upgrade, pure divine love to uplift and transform you. As an alchemist, you are created in a spinning vortex. You are the divine galactic new human that starts living with soul union, ascending to the creation of new earth, new reality of fifth dimension. As you expand inside, you begin to go beyond the limits of time space and stay in a zero point. Hold to it. Here you can set your intention for the next six months and beyond. The new timeline you want to manifest for yourself and the collective. So breathe in and expand and bring to your mind that intention you set in for yourself and the collective for the next six months and beyond. You become the field of the diamond light. You access the doorway to the new future. Anchor your feet to this new hologram. Activate your crystallized line in your body and hologram around you. Root this possibility. Feel the joy in your heart of what it feels like to live fully in the community of love and becoming one unified field. Breathe in. Breathe out. Now we have set the new timeline and your intention forward. And so be it. 
So it is. Blessings on your journey. Much love. Thank you, everyone, for joining me and my guests, Dina and Daniel. Have a great night. Thanks for listening to the Spiritual Unity Radio Network. Join us seven nights a week for exciting programming covering a variety of expressions of faith. And remember... All manifestations of the divine are equally valid.